John chapter 10. Right as they consider this evening. Verses 14 and 15. 14 and 15. The Lord Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And know my sheep. And am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me. Even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The Lord Jesus often, as we see at the commencement of this chapter, used the words, verily, verily. Verily, verily. The words of the Lord Jesus should always command our attention. And when the Lord issues those words verily verily he certainly wants us to pay special attention to what he has to say the Greek word verily means amen and is the transliteration of the Hebrew word which means truth truth and throughout the four gospels it is usually rendered verily verily indeed whenever you read through John's gospel you will find that the words verily verily you will find them no less than 25 times 25 times in John's gospel alone the Lord Jesus said verily verily so when he used the double verily he was emphasizing a particular truth Isaiah speaks about the God of truth or the God of the Amen Isaiah 65 and verse 16 and so Jesus Christ is the God of the Amen and here the God of truth and the God of the Amen was addressing the Pharisees and saying truth, truth or verily, verily the verilies of our Lord were usually followed by the words I say unto you so the Lord would say verily verily I say unto you as though to emphasize and even further I the God of truth say unto you the truth I am giving you the truth I am the God of truth and what I say is the truth he first of all reveals the truth here about false shepherds about false shepherds addressing Pharisees who regarded themselves as indeed the shepherds of God's flock the Lord was going to tell them a few home truths about what they profess to be or claim to be he begins by giving 
a few titles to these Pharisees these shepherds as it were he begins verse 1 verse 8 describes them as what thieves and robbers they're thieves and robbers and then he gives them the title of stranger verse 5 as well as them being thieves and robbers and strangers he adds this to the list he calls them hirelings in verses 12 and 13 they're hirelings as we might know and sure we know a hireling is someone who has been hired to do a particular job and that particular job that they've been hired to do doesn't necessarily mean that they have their heart in that job that they really care about that job and the Lord was saying these false shepherds they're only hirelings for whenever danger arises when the wolves come in amongst the flock what does the hireling do? he leaves the flock why? because he doesn't really care about the flock he made it clear that they were not true shepherds verses 1 and 2 verily verily I say unto you he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold but climbeth up some other way the same as a thief and a robber but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd is the shepherd of the sheep and so the Lord not only spoke about the sheep entering in through the door here he speaks about the shepherds they were to enter in by the door but if they haven't entered in by the door of course we know Christ is the door and the Lord is saying here if they have not received me as saviour if you have not accepted me as the door to eternal life well then you're not a true shepherd because you don't even know me you're just a hireling I wonder how many scattered throughout this land are occupying pulpits today and they're nothing more than hirelings because they've never entered into Christ who is the door the door of salvation no also these false shepherds were not to be trusted the Lord said verses 12 and 13 but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not saith the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep the hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not careth not for the sheep and so the false shepherd is not to be trusted in the time of need the false shepherds will desert the sheep the Lord says they'll desert the sheep why because that's what they are they're just hireling they're nothing more they don't care about the sheep now from there 
the Lord turns his attention of his hearers to what a true shepherd is and he does so by speaking about himself I am the good shepherd and he said that just immediately following he spoke about the hireling they don't care about the sheep the Lord says I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine as the father knoweth me even so know I the father I lay down my life for the sheep that's quite a contrast from the hirelings the hireling would not endanger his life at all when the wolf would come he would leave the sheep but Christ I am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep so let us look at the shepherd the Lord Jesus Christ we see him first of all as the perfect shepherd whenever we want an example of anything that is perfect we have only to look to Christ not right we are looking to Christ and we see the perfect shepherd if we are looking for a perfect friend we can look to Christ if we're looking for the perfect preacher we look to Christ what does it say the common people heard him gladly they were amazed at the gracious words that came forth from his lips he's the perfect preacher and so we want to see the perfect friend look to Christ want to look at the perfect preacher look at Christ you want to see the perfect man the perfect man look to Christ you'll find no fault in him Pilate his enemy nobody said I find no fault in him and you and I know that many who are the enemies of Christians oh they'll find fault and Christians alright but look at Christ and no fault will be found in him and as well being the perfect friend perfect preacher the perfect man he's the perfect shepherd he's the perfect shepherd here we see first of all he's described as a shepherd this is not someone else's description of the Lord Jesus but it's the Lord's own description of him John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God Isaiah saw him as a sheep and the Apostle saw him as the Lion of the tribe of Judah but the Lord Jesus describes himself as a shepherd why did he see himself as a shepherd and described himself so perhaps 
from what we know of him. What we know of him, we might suggest a few reasons. He's the perfect shepherd. Because of his, first of all, his compassion. Shepherds love their sheep. You recall that day in Matthew 9, where the Lord looked upon the multitude, and we're told he was moved with compassion. But then it goes on to say, because they seem to be like sheep without a shepherd. He was moved with compassion. He saw then that multitude of people as sheep and then no shepherd. Christ is one who is full of compassion. Also his care. We've just read those verses. When the hireling saw the wolf, he would leave the sheep, but not Christ. See, believer, Christ is our shepherd, and he cares about us. And not only cares about us, he cares for us. Well, I read over in Isaiah 40 and verse 11. <clears throat> he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. What a lovely description of Christ. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms. He shall carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. That's who he is. He called himself a shepherd because he has compassion, because he cares, because of his companionship. The shepherd dwells with the sheep. The shepherds are there in the field with the sheep. We know that when the Lord Jesus came into the world as man, as God manifest in flesh. Shepherds were in the fields. They were with the sheep in the field. They were, as it were, companions. And whenever the Lord sent the disciples out, what did he tell them? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You think also of his character. He had the character of a shepherd. David the psalmist could say, The Lord is my shepherd. Paul could see the shepherd in Christ, for he said, Our Lord Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. Peter could see the shepherd in Christ, for he said, when the chief shepherd shall appear. And David and Paul and Peter 
They looked upon Christ and they saw in Christ the shepherd. Let us look on Christ and see him as our shepherd. The one who has compassion on us. The one who cares about us. The one who is our companion. The one who will never leave us. So that's how he describes himself as the shepherd, the good shepherd. He's also the divine shepherd. Yes, the Lord not only gave himself the name shepherd, but he re revealed something else about him. He revealed another name that belonged to Christ. A name which reveals that Christ is the perfect shepherd. What did the Lord say? The Lord said, I am the good shepherd. You see, he is the I am. Christ is the I am. I am. It contains each tense of the verb to be and might be translated I was I am and I shall continue to be it's the incommunicable name of God Christ says I am Christ declares I am God and God said unto Moses I am that I am. When Moses was sent to Pharaoh, he and the people wanted to know, well, well, who will send you? Who will I say, send me? The Lord said, tell him, I am a sent thee. Tell him, Jehovah a sent thee. Christ is Jehovah. Christ is the great I am. Remember what he said in John 8 and verse 58 Before Abraham was, I am. You remember when Judas led that bunch of individuals into the garden to arrest the Lord the Lord asked them, Who seek you? We read in John 18, John 18, verse 5. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. But look, the word he is in italics, not in the original. So we read, Jesus said unto them, I am. They came into the garden wanting to know or saying that they were there to seek Jesus of Nazareth. But the Lord said, I am. Look again, verse 6. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am. They went backward and fell to the ground. Verse 6, verse 8. 
Jesus answered, I have told you that I am. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. Three times the Lord declared, I am. Three times the Lord declared to those in the garden, I am God. And when you think of it, when he said unto them, I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. He had only to speak the word. And those who came to arrest them were really rendered helpless. They fell to the ground. That's who Christ is. When he hung upon the cross, and those who say, Well, he could have called 10,000 angels. Didn't the Lord tell Peter, I could summon six legions of angels, or 12 legions of angels? He didn't need to do that, because he's I am, he's God. He could have caused the earth to open up and swallow all those who come to arrest them because he is the I am because he is God so in Christ who is the great I am we have the best shepherd we have the perfect shepherd we have the unchanging shepherd we have the divine shepherd and think of that believer think of it we have the great I am as our shepherd no ordinary individual we have the great I am we have God as our shepherd being his sheep we have the I am to protect us the I am to provide for us the I am to be present with us the I am to make a path for us. We ought to rejoice tonight, a fresh believer, that we have such a shepherd as the Lord Jesus Christ, the great I am. Bless his name. Bless the name of the Lord. He's described as a shepherd. He's a divine shepherd. He's a delightful shepherd a delightful shepherd the Lord speaking of himself said I am what good shepherd he's the good shepherd he did not say I am a good shepherd he didn't say that he didn't say I am a good shepherd <clears throat> no that would have just made him one of many but what he did say was I am the good shepherd that sets him apart from all other shepherds I am the good shepherd there's something else you look at the word that the saviour used that word good the word good the word tells us something more about Christ our shepherd the word means better 
It can be rendered fair. It can be rendered honest. It can be rendered worthy. I am the better shepherd. I am the fair shepherd. I am the honest shepherd. I am the worthy shepherd. That's what he is to us. He's the better shepherd. The better shepherd. We can say he's the honest shepherd. <coughs> sure he is. He'll never deceive us. Shouldn't sure, they say, I am the way, the truth. I'm the truth. I am the truth. I don't just speak the truth. I don't just preach the truth. I am the truth. And his name also means worthy. Oh, he's worthy. Believer, he's worthy of all our praise. So when we come to God's house and we open the Psalter and we open the hymnal and we engage our voices in singing and praise, we ought to praise the Lord with all of our hearts. Sing it out. Because he's worthy. He's worthy of all our praise. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Because we know Christ is not only the shepherd, he's also the sheep, he's also the Lamb. And whether we praise him as a shepherd or praise him as a lamb, we ought to praise him with all of our hearts. He's worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lord. So he's the perfect shepherd. At least let's consider Christ our personal shepherd. One of the characteristics of a good shepherd is a knowledge. A knowledge that he has of the sheep under his care. A true shepherd, unlike the hireling, will know his flock, will know his sheep. He'll know those sheep that are lame, he'll know the, the sheep that are unwell. He'll know all about each of his sheep. And here we see that the perfect sheep, shepherd has a personal knowledge of his sheep. Verse 14, what does it say? It says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. I know them. I know my sheep. There is nothing there is nothing that he doesn't know about his sheep. There's nothing he doesn't know about us. It shows us, it speaks to us all, the knowledge that Christ has. And we'll see it, it's a discerning knowledge. After he describes himself as the good shepherd, the next thing he says, 
and I know my sheep. In the original, it is rendered slightly differently. I know my sheep. Original may be read, I am the good shepherd, and I know those that are mine. I know those that are mine, and I'm known of those that are mine. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Basically, is what the Lord was saying. I know my sheep, listen, I know my sheep. In other words, the Lord will not claim those that are not his sheep. No. He knows his own sheep. He will only claim those whom he has bought with his own blood, bought and paid for with the blood that he shed on Calvary. And that truth the apostle taught saying the Lord knoweth them that are his he knows them that are his I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep I know them there are those of course who profess to be the sheep of the Lord they profess to be the Lord's sheep they profess to be in the Lord's flock but no the Lord knows them he knows those that are his Matthew chapter 7 there in Matthew 7 there we read verse 21 21 not everyone that saith unto me Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven many will say to me in that day Lord, Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works then I will say then I will profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity. A strong language, isn't it? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. The word never is a strong word. The word never there means never at any time. Never at any time. I never knew you. Depart from me that work iniquity. The Lord knows his sheep, you see. He knows those that are his. Turn to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. And there we read in verse 31. Matthew 25 verse 31 When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory verse 32 and before him 
shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left then shall the king say unto them on his right hand come ye blessed of my father and heard of the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world now that tells us that on the day of judgment when all nations shall be before the Lord the Lord would need to know who the sheep are the Lord would need to know they belong to him because he's the one who will divide the sheep from the goat the goats on his left and the sheep on the right the Lord would need to know wouldn't he and of course the Lord does know the Lord knows who his sheep are he knows them because he died for them he shed his blood for them he's coming again for them that where I am he said there ye may be also there'll be none in heaven there'll be none in heaven except the sheep that the Lord bought and paid for with his own blood that's something no there's only been the Lord sheep in heaven those again like profess that they are the sheep of the master they are the sheep of the good shepherd but no no the Lord says I know those who are mine that's it as well as discerning knowledge knows those that are his there's a devotional knowledge as well to be a good shepherd the shepherd must know all about the sheep and remember the Lord Jesus is not only the good shepherd he is the great shepherd he is the chief shepherd the great and the wonderful talking about the Lord and the great preaching about such a saviour the good shepherd chief shepherd the great shepherd he's all of those things he's the perfect shepherd and he's our personal shepherd he knows each of his sheep intimately therefore well able to meet every need praise the Lord Christ is able to meet every need of his people he knows his sheep he cares for his sheep his compassion on his sheep he is dedicated to caring for them that is why the psalmist was able to say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want 
He knows. When his sheep are weary, they get weary, don't they? We get weary at times. Well, he knows the sheep when they're weary, because we're told he maketh them to lie down. He maketh them to lie down. He knows when the sheep are hungry. So he maketh them to lie down in green pastures with the fed. He knows when his sheep are afraid. That's when he will lead us beside still waters. The calming waters. Not the roar of a fast flowing river. No. He brings us beside still waters. He knows when his sheep are wandering off. Because David said, He restoreth my soul. He knows when his sheep begin to wander astray. So he leadeth them in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is the shepherd we have. This is the Savior we have. Yes. And when his sheep come, to the crossing of Jordan. What do we say? What do we know about our shepherd? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Our shepherd over there. The shepherd will be there. Notice to the Christian to the one who has Christ as their shepherd death is only a shadow yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you need light to create a shadow what does that tell us Christ who is the light of the world is in that valley with us he's in the valley as well the valley of death we know he's there because of the valley of the shadow of death the Lord said fear no evil for I am with thee what a shepherd we have is also not only a discerning knowledge and a devotional knowledge his deep knowledge I suppose we do not really know really we know because the Bible tells us but we do not know just how deep is the Lord's love for us how deep the shepherd's love is for his sheep but perhaps the words in the rest of the text will help us look again verse 15 as the father knoweth me now get to verse 14 I am the good shepherd I know my sheep and am known of mine as the father knoweth me even so know I the father 
and I lay down my life for the sheep. And so the Lord here is speaking about his knowledge, how he knows the sheep, and he knows the sheep as he knows the Father. He knows the sheep as the Father knows him. That's what he's saying. Now can we enter into that knowledge? Can we fathom that knowledge? Can we measure that knowledge? Can we plumb the depths of that knowledge? Can we scale, scale the heights of that knowledge? No. It's something we cannot go into. All we do know it's true. And we believe it with all of our hearts. But the Lord is saying, as I know, as I know the Father, and the Father knows me, that's how intimately I know my sheep. I know my sheep. Knows all about her faults, intimately. Knows all about her failings and her, fa her, her falls. But it is a knowledge that we cannot fathom. But it is a blessing just to know that Christ knows us intimately. And he knows all about our weaknesses. How we feel him. And how we're sorry. He's touched early this again. He's touched. Enters into the feeling of our infirmities. Blessed be We'll consider Christ the perfect shepherd, our personal shepherd, and finally, he's our precious shepherd. Is the Lord Jesus precious to you? Is he really precious? Peter has rightly said in first and second Peter two seven. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. And what is it that makes Christ so precious to us? Third verse 15. I lay down my life for my sheep. Does that make us precious? that Christ precious to us. Read over this short discourse of the Lord and the shepherd being the shepherd and his sheep that the Lord often referred to him giving his life for the sheep. Throughout his earthly ministry the Lord the Saviour repeatedly spoke about his sacrificial and his substitutionary death is for his glory. I see in these oft repeated words of the Saviour the cross work being his glory. I gave my life for the sheep. I see how he spoke about his death again and again. 
He gloried in what he had done for his sheep. And we ought to glory in him for what he has done for us. Should then we not speak repeatedly about what he has done for us? Paul says in Galatians 6 and verse 14 that God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world not interested in the world I glory is in the cross God forbid that I should glory save in the cross tell you something else in this portion of scripture the Lord spoke about laying down his life five times we know what that number means Bible numbers mean something five is the number of grace 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 Amazing infinite matchless grace. Five times it speaks to us of his grace, it brings his grace into focus. He did not deserve, we did not deserve the death of Christ on our behalf. It was all for his glory, and it was all according to his grace. We should stop and think about that more often. We talk about the death of Christ and we can just skip past them. We just think about what the Lord did for us there in Calvary. We notice also his willingness. His willingness. You look at those words again and surely they must speak to us about the willingness of Christ to die for his sheep. Verse 15 As the Father knoweth me even so know I the Father I lay down my life for the sheep. And that be all there is to say about our shepherd well it would be enough wouldn't it but sure we could say much more about our shepherd and all that is done for us but he willingly listen he willingly gave himself to the scoffing to the beatings to the cursing to the nails to the cross to his loneliness his agony and his separation from the Father what a shepherd we have and he did it all willingly not my will but my will
There is the wonder then. Do these words not fill us with with wonder? That I am, the great I am, will come into the world in the form of human flesh and take on that body prepared for him and go to the cross to suffer, bleed and die for his sheep that is for us. That is a wonder indeed. We who deserve the lowest hell. That's right. We deserve to hear that sentence that the Lord uttered to those who pretended to be his followers. Depart from me. I never do. But we'll never hear those words. The Lord instead will say, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there he may be also. Our perfect, precious shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's follow in prayer. Our dear Lord, we rejoice in Christ our Saviour, our Shepherd. One who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. One who loved us. Loved us before the hills and order stood, or earth received her cry. Loved us knew us ever we fell in love with him ever we knew him Lord help us yea Lord keep us near the cross there are precious fountain free to all free to all a crimson stream flows from Calvary's mountain Keep us near the Lord these days of wickedness in this world. Lord, keep us near the cross. Lord, be with us throughout this week. Keep thy hand upon each one of us. Keep us safe in our travels. And bless us, Lord, as we make our way home. Grant us all traveling mercy this evening. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now forevermore, forevermore.